Hey folks, it's uh, it's Justin with uh, Nintendo Dads. Typically, we like to have an energetic start to our show, but today I is a bit of a more somber note. And um, last week, uh, a member of our community, uh, Chris White, uh, passed away due to COVID nineteen, and our hearts are with his family. He was a dad. He was a husband. He was an active member in so many communities. And we had the the just absolute pleasure of being a part of that joy with him. He was passionate about video games. He was passionate about his family. Um, and uh, and so it was, it was very heartbreaking last week to, to hear that news. And um, so this episode is for Chris. And um, obviously, as you can imagine, this is a difficult time for him and his family and so if you're interested in supporting Chris, his family, uh, we're going to have a, there's a GoFundMe page that is up. It is going to be our pinned tweet on our Twitter account. And if you're interested in supporting um, his family and in, in their expenses, um, please consider that and heading over and donating. Um, make sure you get vaccinated, take care of yourself, love one another, and be good. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Nintendo Dads. Episode 346. Jesse, cue the music. Hey guys, welcome to Nintendo Dads. It's episode 346. This is Marty Estes hanging out with you tonight on the eve of Nintendo Switch OLED and Metroid Dread. Releasing into our ever-eager, ever-awaiting hands. I'm joined tonight by uh, three of the best guys that I could uh, conceive of spending two and a half hours late night talking about Nintendo with, because, you know, that's probably how long this episode's going to be. And so uh, let's just get that out of the way to begin with. Uh, Joining us on the episode tonight, Mr. Jesse Waldack. How are you doing, buddy? Better than last week. We uh, got our... Last release of the year before our systems freeze signed off of testing yesterday. So they'll go into production next week and then have a week to burn in. And hopefully there's no problems found and we're golden until January. Awesome. It's your favorite time of the year. Do you, when you, when you guys do that, do you, in the back of your mind, do you hear it's the most wonderful time of the year? I don't. That's usually, I would. Isn't that usually when kids go back to school? That's the most wonderful time of the year, isn't it? Actually, it's when the McRib comes back to McDonald's. <laughs> uh, it's, so, it, is almost, it is almost McRib time. It is McRib time. Uh, and uh, that means that uh, things are not going to be good uh, around the old uh, gut level here for me. Uh, speaking of gut level, here's a gut check. Tim off. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing Metroid, great. Metroid in like three hours. Yep. Um, I'm, I'm going to, unfortunately, I think my internet's going to go down or something at that time at midnight. And unfortunately, I won't be able uh, I'm to I'm just pulling on. up my calendar here right now. Uh, and I'm seeing uh, unscheduled internet outage in an hour and a half. Yeah, here. something yeah. something uh, like that. But if on my, on my calendar. Out. It can't phone home to verify an eShop that is live. Well, uh, it just doesn't work on podcasts. Actually, there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a footnote here that says post download. <laughs> That's true. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but man, look, I think me and you are probably the most hyped for this game. Um, 
Uh, it's tomorrow's going to be a good day. Yes. Tomorrow, yep. well, today, tonight, whenever. I don't know. I don't care. It's coming out. Sleep. Go buy. Sleep. Go buy. Go buy eight billion million copies. Uh, and speaking of business, Justin Masson, how you doing, buddy? Ah, uh, sure. Look at doing all right. I'm excited for Metroid too. I'm not. I'm not like I. Okay. It is. I am like I'm not Tim off level of hype right now. <laughs> But I am, I am like, I am excited. I cannot wait for the new OLED tomorrow. Um, like it's Christmas all over tomorrow. And I, and I, are you, are you getting an OLED tomorrow? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I booked, I pre-ordered the whole nine yards. I'm getting the white one. Got the confirmation call from, from um, EB games, GameStop, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. So that is my day tomorrow. I'm excited. Uh, just hype for it. Like, and, and perfect game to come out with it. Um, much like you, Marty, I'm rocking the uh, the original release day switch, and it is making a god awful sound. I know yours went a couple times this week. Oh yeah, Mine. like this weekend, it was like, hey, I know you want to play Fortnite, but uh, let me crash a couple of times and overheat. It, it reminds me, there's always a great picture, and you'll see it right around Christmas time, right? And it's a pair of like underwear, and it's like, hang in there, boys. You just got a couple more days <laughs> to go, right? Right before Christmas, you know the picture I'm talking about. Yeah, and that's yeah. what I feel my Nintendo Switch is right now is a dirty pair of old underwear hanging together by a couple strings. What do you um, guys do to your Switch? What the heck? <laughs> you know what? I mean, I play. I play on my Switch. Yeah, literally, that's it. Yeah. It's it's but. But can I tell you, it's it's literally been my constant side companion for the last four years. So it's time. Yeah, it's time. Uh, my daughter's getting my old switch, and so lots and lots of transferring and shenanigans tomorrow. Jesse, Jesse, we're gonna have a video on our on our channel soon about how to transfer. So if you're getting a new switch, or maybe you already have one and you want to figure all this out, Jesse's gonna have a video about how to sw- how to transfer your video your games on the Nintendo Switch. Um, because it it's a bit of a it's a bit of a process. It I is especially especially if you have Animal Crossing. Oh my god! I, I deleted Animal Crossing, so I'm not going to have that issue. Well, now, uh, there is a caveat to that. So if you well, do have let, Animal let Crossing, let me say this then: in preparation for that, and knowing that I was going to be going through the Animal Crossing, I found an excellent excellent article uh, from Nintendo Life that walks you through how to do it if you have an island that you want to move entirely or if you're just someone moving off of an island <laughs> to to your own you know switch so uh it, it's it's in there and yes it is multi-step and it it, it looks is. it scares me when well, I even nintendo support go. site has that too where i have it yeah. saved for going through the whole process of so if just for people listening, crossing, I think, that, you know, I think that. that what you have to do is you have to transfer your Switch first. Then you have to go back and initiate your Animal Crossing Island transfer from your old Switch to your new Switch before you can say, I'm done. I've, I, so I, I have, so I will have three Switches. We have a, we have a Switch Lite, we have the OG, and we're going to have the OLED. So I am starting to actually decide what games are going on which consoles. And I'm like, the kids play Animal Crossing and staying on that one. Daddy's yeah, good idea. Daddy's is going to be the OLED. All right. Yeah, and very, so I like that. Daddy stuff goes there. You know, Nintendo's site is 16 steps. If you have Animal Crossing and you want to transfer from from a completely from it says can, the target new system to uh, replacing the source original system. I can tell you how to do that in one step. Delete the game. <laughs> I can't do that, Justin. We can't Not with that, that update coming up. Uh, well, here's the thing. We're not just going to sit and talk about it. Uh, 
all the transferring we're going to do for OLED tomorrow. Let's actually get into some news, which uh, we don't have a ton of this week, but we've got oh, some. We're going to have some rich conversation listen, as well. We're we got some great discussion whoa. around uh, one final presentation. But before we get to that, whoa, a couple whoa. of little news items. So, Jesse, hit that music. And, of course, our news is brought to us each and every week by you guys over at patreon.com backslash Nintendo Dads, where you can join up for as little as a dollar a month and come and be a part of such things as multi uh, monthly mayhem. Now we got to call it multi-mayhem. I'm sorry. Uh, I may have just given them an idea. Who knows? Uh, monthly mayhem uh, and all kinds of other stuff. For $5, you get access to the whole slew, the whole schwack load of uh of sub panels. <laughs> I wanted to almost call them subreddits, but that's not right either. Uh and uh lots more. Ten dollars a month gets you pre and post show audio and thirty dollars a month gets you on the show where you get to actually bring a topic and participate in this loony bin dumpster fire or whatever it is that you want to call it. I hope we just I hope you just say nice things about it actually. Or so, as yeah. Bobby used to say hot trash in the summer. Hot trash of the summer. There you go. Uh, so anyway, you head over to patreon.com backslash Nintendo Dads. I'm Nintendo Dads all of a sudden. And sign up for yourself. And uh, we do have two winners from our September contest uh, last month because now we've moved into Spooktober. Uh, and so September is over. And uh, we have two winners, one from Twitch and one from our um one from Patreon. That's the word I'm looking for. And so you should have been contacted. We'll be getting in touch with you and sending out Nintendo Dad's prize packs within uh, the month. So be watching for those. So, guys, let's talk. Obviously, the biggest news of the week is the final, final, final it's smash. The final countdown. Yep. <laughs> Nope. You sound nope. about as good as those guys do now. All right. Uh, I, I think we're safe new... from a copyright strike on that one. By, by the way, have, did you have you seen the commercial they did a few years ago where like somebody was microwaving a burrito or something and they sang that and it was like, oh, dude. Wasn't that a super <laughs> Time to retire. It's time to retire. I, I, I don't know what it was, but it's a, the, they were singing the final countdown. Anyway, uh, let's talk about some other smaller news things before we get into this because we had tons of comments and questions about smash and so I, I we wanted to just mash them all together we wanted to smash them all together mm. in one ultimate news item i see that i see what you did see there. what we did there anyway a couple other things that we do need to talk about october uh animal crossing direct has sure. been you know, it's button. it's less effective when you're about 10 seconds late. I'm just going to throw it out there. I need, I I like, need to move that. Like, I just feel like this is a safe zone for feedback. And I feel like that was appropriate. <laughs> you know, uh, I'm going to put that in your file for work. Yeah. Well, you've already <laughs> put something in mind. So that's OK. Uh, Animal Tim Crossing Direct is now scheduled for October 15th at 7 a.m. Pacific time. Uh, that's going to be about 9 uh, a.m. God's time over here in Central. Uh, and so this is about a 20 minute direct where they're going to show off Brewster and who knows what else? Something else. Probably just Brewster. Probably they're going to reveal him and it's going to be 15 minutes of him standing there polishing a coffee cup. 
Can can we all agree that this is also definitely not going to be voiced over and it's going to be Tom Nook and Isabel and it's going to be the chat boxes the entire time? You really think so? Uh-huh. Oh yeah. It's 20 minutes of us reading this update. It's it's going to be time. Let me tell you what they're going to reveal. They're going to reveal this is breaking news. They're going to reveal the cast of the Animal Crossing movie. And uh, that it's now going to be a ride at Universal Studios. That's right. And so Tom Nook, uh, here's here's the scoop, guys. Tom Nook is being played by none other than, uh, uh, I lost his name. Paul um, Giamatti. No. No, Ron Swanson. Uh, no. No. You know who it's going to be? It, here it is. It's the most perfect casting ever. Tom Nook, J.K. Simmons. No. Yeah. J. Jonah Jameson. Parker, I, pay off no, your I loan. Think, I think I think Tom Nook would definitely be Ron Swanson. Ron, really? The guy who plays Ron Swanson. What the hell's his name? Um, Will Ferrell. No, that's no, that's Ron Burgundy. Ron, Ron Swanson. Swanson. Come on, chat. Help me out oh here. Oh my gosh. I we are a, we are on fire tonight. Oh my! Who uh, plays Ron this Swanson? Is, uh, what show is wow. this? I don't know. I don't know. Ron Swanson actor. It's uh no, hold on. T- <laughs> Nick Offerman. Nick Offerman. For- Nick Offerman. Good. <sighs> Nick Offerman Thank you, would chat. be no, no, Nick Offerman would be the villager. What if Tom Nook was a cranky old man? What if he was like Ed As? Mm, mm, mm. You, you know what? Give me my money. You Clint Eastwood. Alan Alda, national treasure. You know, <laughs> national treasure. Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> Yeah, and is uh, just uh, Isabel is going to be uh, played by Emma Stone. So that's exactly it. There you go. There you go. So that's our. But anyway, we have no other information about this other than they showed off the roost. They showed off Rooster. They said there's going to be a direct. It's coming next week. It will be here. Uh, so and in seven days after our next show. So we'll be talking yeah. about it two weeks from now. Do we have so we're a not confer- talking about next week? No. Do we have a confirmation from the dad crossing crew that they're getting up and doing that direct Sean Abbott? I see you in the chat. Don't I you don't run know. away from me. I don't know that they're Sean, doing Are you reacting to this? I know Sean? they're doing a show. I'm waiting for him to respond. I don't know if they're going to do a live react because all like, three of them have to get together to talk about it. Them. Yeah. Nick, Sean oh, yeah. and Dan. That's right. Yeah. yeah, yeah oh, they're yeah. bringing Dan back. Yeah, Dan wanted to be a part of it. So and Dan's coming back. Oh my god. It's like a reunion episode. Do you know it's what like, I mean? Yeah. You know what? Can, can I tell you something? It's 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 almost retro with Dan being almost, almost, <laughs> almost retro. Almost retro. Uh a couple other game release updates we wanted to let you know about. Gang Beast was originally supposed to be released today, October 8th, <laughs> but uh they saw then they saw that Metroid Dread was coming out and decided to delay until next Tuesday, the 12th. Uh, but yeah, I wonder who forget. got fired for that one. Like, yeah, uh, we're yeah. gonna drop it on the seventh. Yeah, let's go for it. And then they yeah, announced inst- it, and then then the CEO was like, "Uh, who said we were gonna drop this on the same day as Metroid Dread?" Inside <laughs> Inside Baseball, folks, this is so funny. Uh, so we were fortunate enough to get early access to Gang Beast. Marty's uh, son did a video. It's great. We've got it ready. Like you know, Inside Baseball here, right? We're we're we queue up our content. We release it, right? So have it ready. There is nothing more frantic than a PR firm who is emailing you saying, please tell me you have read the email that our Do embargo date post. has moved they, by they five it, days. They twice. Sent three, they sent it three times, once yesterday and twice today. Yeah. After I yeah. responded saying, yeah, we got it. No problem. But yeah, let me tell you, that's a funny thing from an inside uh, this this side of the. Love ball, it. Ball, ball, Love ball. it. it great. Uh, 
So, yeah. So also don't want to don't want you guys to forget today as you're listening to this audio uh, wise that Tetris Effect Connected is out today as well and taking advantage of that big, beautiful OLED screen. If you've never played Tetris Effect, you need to check that game out as well. It's it's so good. Like it's so I don't know. Like there's it's it's like music and Tetris together. It's it's fantastic. You're gonna love it. I promise. If you're especially if you're a Tetris fan. Uh, also, Dragon Quest X Offline. Uh, so okay. this is coming out February 26, uh, 2022, for PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, Nintendo Switch, and PC. Uh, it will be Japan only. Then why is it in our dock? Because it's Dragon Quest news, and I'm I'm wanting Dragon Quest news. <laughs> and he's going to download it because he's got a Japanese account. Are you going to learn to speak Japanese between now and then? I, I wish. I wish I could read Japanese. I would have, if I could, I would have played Dragon Quest 10, 10 years ago. Okay. Fair. <laughs> I got you. This is Jesse has been waiting for Dragon Quest 10 to come to the Switch for so long. And finally, they've given it to him. It's just out of reach. Yeah. Just, I, just a I, little I, out of reach. I would love if they put, had English support on it, but I, I kind of doubt it. But I, I, I can still hope for it. Yeah. Speaking of things that felt like it was out of reach, but somehow miracles happen, let's talk about our next news item. Wow. Way to segue away from that. Uh, So, yeah, our biggest uh, news item of the week is the final uh, Sakurai Presents from Super Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. You didn't say it. Which we now know (laughs) is uh, releasing on October 18th. And the final fighter for Smash Brothers is Sora from Kingdom Hearts, which is uh, a, uh, a choice. It's a choice. A choice my son is in favor of. By the son, by it's a choice. Um, yeah. So uh, Sammy's also in favor of it as well. We're getting Sora. We're getting nine new songs unless you own Kingdom Hearts Melody of Memory. And then you'll get a tenth song. Uh, as a bonus, we're also getting three brand new Me Fighters, including Deems, uh, Me Fighter costumes, including Doom Slayer, uh, for seventy five cents each. I really wish Doom Slayers had included the music as well, like Sans. Yes, yes, I agree. Yeah, that one. Yes. So on uh, this is going to be five ninety nine or part of Fighter Pass Volume Two. Again, it's out on October eighteenth. During the uh, presentation, there were some really interesting things that were shared including the Steve and Alex Amiibo that are planned for spring 2020, as well as upcoming Amiibo that are planned for later, Sephiroth, Pyra, Mithra, Kazuya, and Sora. And then Kingdom Hearts coming to the Switch with cloud versions. Uh, you, you can buy uh, the HD 1.5 and 2.5 Remix uh, or the Kingdom Hearts HD 2.8 uh, Final Chapter Prologue. Cloud version or Kingdom Hearts 3 plus Remind with Cloud version. It will also be available as a bundle called the Kingdom Hearts Integrum Masterpiece because use more weird words. Um, no release or pricing. Things in four words or less anymore. Yeah. Uh, there's not been any release or pricing information given. Uh, let's stop and talk about right this right here for a minute. Justin is clapping his hands because he gets to brag on Cloud versions which suck, but uh, can I just say this? 
Um, Justin, so far we've had cloud versions of Control released. Uh, we've had an overseas version of Resident Evil 7 released. We've had Hitman 3 released cloud version. I think that up until now, that's been the only cloud versions. No? Uh, no, sir. And as a matter of fact, uh, uh, Jesse, yes. Can I have you play the Justin was right bumper? Just just so we can remember what that sounds like. I'll think about it if I can find it. <laughs> Justin was it? right. Justin was right. Justin was right. Feels It washes over me like a wave of happiness. All I'm uh, asking is if you'll answer the question. Are there any more cloud versions? Yes, there is. Before this. Yes. So I will give you the list. Resident Evil 7 cloud version. Assassin's Creed cloud version. Fantasy Star Online. Control Hitman 3. A Plague Tale Innocent cloud version. The Forgotten City uh, cloud version. Marvel's Guardian of the Galaxy cloud version. Dying Light 2 cloud version. Uh, A Plague Plague Tale's Requiem, which is a follow-up to Innocence cloud version. And now all three Kingdom Hearts. So okay, we have so gone first, from we have gone from in North America. I will say this: we have gone from and literally, if we just sorry. And the reason I'm bragging a little bit here is cloud version North America was introduced last year in November, and with what we have began stacking up here, we are almost at twelve new or at least ten new entries since that time in regards to cloud. Um, this is kind of. Like, I, and I know that people don't like cloud. And and let me tell you, by the way, I, there was a fantastic article uh, written, basically said like, "Hey, Nintendo could do." And I and I have to remember the the tweet that we did. Hey, Nintendo could basically be do, be making up for space with cloud. Nintendo fans are not happy about this. Here's the deal. I okay. We're going to back this up a couple of things. I'm going to deal first with the Kingdom Hearts part of that. And then we're going to talk about cloud in general. Kingdom Hearts. And a lot of people are like, these are PlayStation 2 games, right, Jesse? They're PlayStation 2 games. They're 3DS games. They started out on PlayStation 2. Yeah. These could absolutely be on the Switch local. Let's start with this. Yeah. Not the HD remix versions that they have. Correct. Exactly. Right. The originals probably. Right. So I agree that some of these games could could probably be on a cartridge. Totally get that. I understand. Whatever the contractual agreement was that they made, because you got to think, Disney basically said, yeah, we'll let you have Sora, but by the way, we want royalty money in some way. And by the way, we're creating some kind of contractual agreement where we need more exposure. Remember, if you think about it, anytime a character comes onto the platform, that bump sales on other games, right? Kind of logically makes sense. So how do we increase this? Well, by the way, let's make it accessible on a platform that has nearly a hundred million units out in the wild. Makes total logical sense. Now, part of it, sorry, go ahead. I want to stop you right there. And I want to say this, it does make, it makes great sense business-wise. I'm not going to argue with you about that. Yeah. Uh, However, since cloud has been announced or, or cloud versions have been announced since last November, I have not seen such a visceral negative reaction to cloud versions it, uh, until this one. Yeah, apparently this one a- has is a whole yeah. other level of negativity mm-hmm. about this. Uh, and so I, I want us to, I mean, like, I think it's great talking about the business side of that, but like, where do you think that negativity comes from, particularly like, why, like, 
Is it just that? Is it just that the other games don't have that fan base like Kingdom Hearts does? That vocal of a fan base? Like I don't know that there's a like really vocal hitman fan base. Like yeah, I, maybe I'm wrong. But you know, and, and I don't and I don't know if it's a byproduct of the console itself being Nintendo being kind of family orientated. I don't know if it's that. But I but I do want to agree with you here. There was if there is a Venn diagram of Nintendo fans and uh, Disney. Kingdom Heart fans and then Cloud Hatred, it found its Venn diagram this week. And I have never seen anything so visceral in regards to like, like it was kind of, one of those things that I put it out on Twitter. Um, and I said, the reality, the reality of this is that we have to put put aside our Nintendo fandom. Nintendo's my best friend and can give me everything, and I love them hat and put on the What's smart from business perspective? And the reality is this. The moment that they made the agreement that the most recent Kingdom Hearts was going to be put on the Switch, then if you think about that, right, if that's the base thing that they're going to build with, they're like, well, this has to be cloud. We know it can't be on the hardware. I'm sorry, folks. Kingdom Hearts cannot, on the hardware current constraints of the Switch, do it. Like, that's a reality, right? We all know this, okay? Three so, can't. Three can't. Correct. I will, I, no, no. I'm, I'm fine with it. I agree. Three cannot. And so what they probably said is if we know three has to be cloud and we want to do this kind of like this bundle masterpiece, then why would we divide it and create two separate workflows? That's it right there is the bundle because they have, mm-hmm. they have this new bundle and especially for this, even for us, for the Nintendo is creating this bundle that you can still buy the game mm-hmm. separately. But if you buy the bundle, then you've got the, the whole collection moment- with the HD and all that stuff. The moment they decided to do the bundle, that cast every other game before it to have to be in that. And again, it's simple mathematics, folks. Why would you spend two people to do the job when only one has to do the job, right? And so what I mean by that is only one team, we're building this one game has to be cloud-based, build everything in that house has to be cloud-based. Do you agree with it? No. Could most of the other games run in Switch? 100% probably, Right. But that was a business decision they made. The other well, factor they're, they're, they're is, is minimizing, the type of game it is too. They're minimizing the 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 cost to maximize the profit. Yep. That's exactly it, and that's right. and and so the other part and, of it, and, and and this is the thing is people are like, well, if there's a Switch Pro, the, the Switch Pro could run it. You're getting angry about a device that doesn't exist that we all think does, right? And here's yep. the thing, and I said this before. As the, as the console race continues, Xbox, PlayStation continues to move forward, Nintendo is not iterating on an actual inside-the-machine specs, right? Not more than just an OLED screen. God bless that we're happy for it. But unless they're doing more under the hood, they have to find a way to mitigate. They have to mitigate loss. And to do that, they're leaning into cloud gaming. And we also have to remember that uh, their Japanese market has a better cellular system that can run the cloud better there on the go than it does here. So yeah, it sucks here because we don't have that infrastructure. Yep. Uh, and it's a little bit harder. Like I would yeah, have to I use mean, a mobile hotspot in order for it to work. I've got the, the kingdom, I've got kingdom hearts 1.5 and 2.5 on PS4. And it's just those. It's none of the other stuff. I've got kingdom hearts three. I don't have the, the remind. And so this sold it to me mm-hmm. on PlayStation. Yeah. Because there's no way. Yeah, and, number and one, there's number one, there's no way for me to play these games 
at at all because cloud's not going to work. I've tried it at home. I tried it with control. It didn't work. Uh, The second thing is, is, um, as Sakurai himself said during this presentation, Kingdom Hearts games take a commitment. Mm -hmm. There's a lot there. Those games now get played by me when I'm on the go. Mm -hmm. And so I'm going to choose the version I can play. And I'm going to choose the way I can play it with my wife because she's interested in actually replaying through these things. Yeah. Would I like to own them on Switch? Absolutely. But I can't. I yeah, can't and, the, do it. And, and, the, and that's the thing. Is there, is there, and, you know, I, and I see this kind of, the, these statements a lot is, well, my, I don't have the network. It doesn't allow me to. I don't, like, you're right. North America, vast country we don't have the network density to be able to do it effectively right marty you're an area that just like i assume that you just like you know have to stay on top of a hill in the, the morning way in the morning when we get when we get up what we do is we we go and huddle around the fire pit and we bust some rocks together until sparks come out and I that's assume. how we have light right absolutely that's so how we have makes, light and heat so it is one of those things that like people sorry jesse i keep interrupting you you go ahead Okay, so as part of the cost savings things, you know, this will probably look like as it runs on a PS4. So as part of doing having it cloud only, they don't have to strip it down for the lower processing system. They can have it run like a PS4. I don't know what the servers look like, but I'm sure they, they can handle it. And also, you know, yeah, they can probably do this on a Switch Pro, but why sell something that only 1.5 million people can play versus 100 million? potentially mm-hmm. yeah yeah and i think the other part of it as well and so like i hear you marty right and i and i and what the response i hear a lot of about this is like my internet's not this good why would i do this there's also this weird connection i have with people who are like and and this is another so this is before we move before we move off of kingdom hearts and do a larger cloud gaming conversation here's another thing that, that like let's not be shocked at it kingdom hearts is huge in the asian market absolutely massive right they have a huge install base for nintendo and nintendo switches which we already know and they have a a strong infrastructure for network connectivity on the go you put those three together and you're going to have massive overlap for success this is a no-brainer for nintendo like and i know that everyone's like cursing me and i'm going to get emails and all this about like we hate cloud gaming but again, business side, it absolutely makes 100% sense. Yeah. I'm not interested in this because if I was, I would have already played it on the PS4. Yep. But if you know, if I was still on the fence and waiting for the Switch version and, oh, yeah, it's cloud now. Yeah, I have the infrastructure infrastructure to do it in my house. But mm-hmm. if I'm going to have to play it on my couch anyway, <laughs> and if I would rather just play it on the PS4 or PS5. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly that's exactly it, right? Yeah, plus um, the PS4 version that I'm going to be getting that Kingdom Hearts, I mean, like the the whole collection will be cheaper probably than what people are going to pay for this cloud version on the Switch. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about that for a minute. What yeah, do we see this clocking in at? I, I was going to bring up the PS4 pricing because we don't know what this will be on the Switch. I'm hoping the because it's cloud. I'm hoping the final price is less than what is offered on the PS4. But uh, the 1.5, 2.5 is 50 bucks. 2.8 is 60 bucks. And Kingdom Hearts 3, not including the DLC, is 60 bucks. DLC is an extra. 
so if you add those up, that's like $170. Uh, they do sell it as a bundle for 100 mm. So that is definitely, if you don't so, own any of them, that's the way to go. But they do have sales on them too, because I was able to get it a lot cheaper for the whole bundle when I had it on sale around Christmas time or something like that last year. Yeah, I was seeing the chat saying about about a hundred bucks for the bundle, give or take. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, uh, I, 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 lo- I looked at what the prices were on the PSN as uh, as of the day of the direct. Yeah. So yeah, I th- prices changed. I don't know the, the Kingdom Hearts. They weren't, they weren't on sale at that day. The Kingdom Hearts all in one package for PS4 is forty dollars. Yeah. I, and it includes one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, ten games. Did the Lord on me? It is thirty nine ninety nine right now at GameStop. I, oh, at I GameStop. Have to, I was looking at the downloadable PSN price. I have to bounce for a couple minutes because I have to wait and go uh, pick up my wife and come back. But I want to say this before, and I know that you, you're probably going to have moved on past cloud, or I know there's some cloud questions. Maybe we can come back and chat that when I get back. You know, when, when we talked about it last year, when Nintendo released Control in North America, I had mentioned that is that no one was really talking about it, but that was the biggest interesting move that they have made. Right. Yeah. And what we have seen in less than 12 months is them definitively leaning in to that decision uh, and more and more getting some mind share in that space. What we thought of is maybe just a fun little strategy. It appears to be a pillar that they're really leaning into. And I think that like this month alone, guardians of the galaxy is coming out. That's a big get and it's day and date. I would not be shocked if we end up seeing Marvel's Avengers coming over as a cloud game as well. Jeff Grubb mentioned this during his E3 predictions with us. Um, connected to that idea, it's Square Enix who's doing Guardians, right? And so if they're seeing the success they have there, I wouldn't be shocked if that comes over again. Um, uh, Death by De- or Dying Light 2, Stay Human, that's a day and date, right? So what Nintendo is now able to do with some of these games that are not third-party exclusive, right, or console exclusive, they are finding mindshare in day and date. This has always been the conversation with typical Nintendo games is, hey, they can't be day and date. It's got to be pushed off. Look at look at Life is Strange right now, right? Life is Strange, True Colors, has been pushed off due to undisclosed time for the, for the, next, or for the next several months, which is past when it came in September. Nintendo is now able to say, you can get it here day and date with us. And whether you agree with cloud gaming, whether you're like, oh, why would I pay to rent a game, blah, 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 doesn't matter. The strategy is working for them. And this is how they are closing a hardware spec gap is by creating an infrastructure. This is a, this is, I mean, this is a blended hybrid, really. It is a home console. It is a on-the-go console. And it is a cloud-based console, right? Which is, so it is sitting in this weird pocket. Um, Now, whether cloud gaming is here to stay, I don't know, but if, I digress, but it looks like Nintendo is leaning heavy into this. And this is going to be very interesting as we continue in the process of the next several years of Nintendo Switch's life cycle to see how much further down this road does Nintendo go. I would not be shocked if going forward in every direct from them, mainstream direct, we get some announcement of, and it's a cloud-based game, and it's a cloud version. I'm not saying every game, but I'm saying I wouldn't be shocked if all of a sudden during a 20-minute direct, one or two games are cloud-based and we're like, oh, that's coming to the Switch? Oh, that huge game that we're all interested in? You know, Assassin's Creed, whatever the next one is? Oh, that's coming? Yeah, because it's a cloud version. Um, yeah, and so, 
That doesn't surprise me, considering your prediction at the beginning of the year was at least three cloud versions coming in 2021, yeah. not including Hitman. So yeah. Boom. They, all, <laughs> yeah. they all just dropped in the same day. That's right. Just okay. I need to bounce off. We'll be back in about ten. We'll talk soon. Yeah. Right. So while he's gone, let's uh, let's go uh, run down some some really interesting things that also came out uh, during this presentation because this was not just a celebration of the final character. This was really a celebration of everything that uh, Sakurai has done and along with his team through Smash Ultimate, which if, you know, if we think back on it, guys, we have almost had Smash Ultimate as long as we've had a switch uh, with it launching December 8th, 2018 or December 7th, 2018. Uh, So a few summary numbers here that we thought would be fun to include a grand total of 89 fighters, 116 stages, uh, and uh, 340 stages, actually, if you include Battlefield and Omega Forms, 201 items, including assist trophies and Pokemon, over 1,100 music tracks in the game, including victory fanfares, uh, 1,496 spirits as of the end of September, but that's already gone up because Metroid Dread is adding spirits uh, very soon. Uh, 2,200 characters featured and included stage guests, at the end of September 2021, over 140 uh, Me Fighter costume sets. Then this is where it gets really interesting. Over 2.2 billion hours of gameplay. Uh, with has a, like a thousand of them. With the game <laughs> launched over 2 billion times, 11.7 billion offline battles and over 7.8 billion online battles, and over 90 billion fighters have been KO'd. That's just nuts. Just absolutely nuts. Uh, and right now, if you are still on the fence about Smash, like if you've not bought it yet, like for the five or six people that are listening out there that haven't got it, you can get double gold points on Smash Brothers Ultimate and the DLC packs when you purchase in the eShop before October 24th. Uh, and so, guys, before we get into uh, our questions and some Twitter comments because we sent out a uh, thing on Twitter uh, earlier today about if you had the ability to pick one final uh, five pack, a third DLC, who would you include? And we got a ton of responses, but before we get to that, I want, I just wanted to ask you this. It's done. The dust is settled. Um, How do you guys feel about it? Like, how do you guys feel about this final presentation? Um, How does it leave you? I got a little misty-eyed there when we were watching it, you know, because of it being Sakurai's last, Sakurai-san's last, uh, um, you know, as far as we know, last presentation for this, you know. It's kind of hinted towards being done with Smash, and, you know, if it'd be something else if he does another one, but... For now, it seems like his last and 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 the character he chose, you know, everybody was either jokingly saying, yeah, if we could get Sakurai as a character or, you know, the whole Nintendo crew as a character and all that stuff. I feel like because it has his name like Sora. Because that's his Sora Sakurai, right? So uh, that's one way to get him in there, you know, to get a character that... uh, matches his namesake and uh and probably one he's a fan of he says he's played them all so um 
I'm ex- I'm ex- I was excited to see that. Yeah, it may not have been my number one choice either, uh, but for me, it was a satisfying choice. I was not disappointed, maybe as much as you were, Marty. But uh, it was um, it was satisfying to see that character because I've seen it in the circles. So many people wanting that, and especially as we, he said in the video that he was voted number one wanted character for Smash. So to see that, and since so many fans wanted it, I'm happy to see that be the last character. Okay. Uh, Jesse, what about you? I mean, I, I know you didn't get to see it when we did. But I know you were able to watch it later. And and what what do yeah. you think? Yeah, as someone who doesn't play Smash, I think it was a, a good presentation that, uh, as, as you said, was a celebration of the entire game, not just... Just not just all Sora talk, so I, and uh, it was fun having my son uh, live react with you, and I, I saw his reactions, and I, they were kind of great. <laughs> yes, they were. I when I watched him again too, it was like his face reaction, like uh, just like blowing his mind in some cases, and, and then and probably then I, trying to comprehend like how is this character going to work in this game? You know, and then I, I did hijack his mic for a minute. I don't, yeah, that was fun. I, I came, I, I came in and said, "I don't know if you heard me, but as soon as I saw the keyblade, I yelled, no." <laughs> Love it. Sarah um, was a character I didn't want to see, but I'm still, I'm happy for everyone who was happy. For so, my, I will say this about uh, as far as how I feel uh, the presentation was absolutely fantastic. I mean, I like this, the whole celebration of, of smash and what it's been and what it is and Sakurai and, you know, his influence there, I think is, is fantastic. Um, I can honestly say that Sora is not the character that I wanted, but what I've found through the DLC is that a lot of the characters I've just kind of gone, eh, actually end up being really fun to play as. Uh, and as someone who's kind of, you know, medium casual at Smash, <laughs> like I can hold my own, but I don't play at tournaments. Uh, it's not really something that affects me one way or the other. Did, I mean, Elephant in the Room, did I want it to be Waluigi? Yeah, absolutely. I think he absolutely deserves it. And I think that uh, if they ever do another Smash, which, by the way, they're going to. The money says they're going to do another Smash Brothers, right? The the hype train says they're going to do another Smash. If it's uh, interested, uh, whether it's Sora, uh, Sakurai or not, we don't right, know. But, right, right. Yeah. I mean, there, there'll be another title, Smash Sorry. Brothers. Sorry, Jesse, what were you saying? So it would be interesting. It would have been interesting if they gave the stat of how many me costumes were purchased at seventy five cents each. I'm sure that's still a few million dollars. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, especially you know with two billion launches and all that other stuff. But uh, I, th- what left the only thing that really left me wanting is uh, they said that Sora was the number one most voted character. I want to know who the other three were, or the other two. Because, you know, in the original Smash Ballot, you can put in three characters. I want to know who the other two are. Uh, and if they are characters that are already in the game, that's fine. Uh, if, if they're not doable, that's fine. Uh, but whatever. You know, I I have warmed to the idea of Sora being in the game since the presentation. But, again, it's not like it wasn't like 
I wasn't like flipping out like Roger and Andros at it. I mean, you can go back and look at our reaction. It's like, really? That's that's my reaction. Of course, I think that's the reaction people expect me to have uh, for a lot of things. But uh, I'm I like, as I said, as I said on that show, I, if I'm happy that people are happy about Sora, go have your Keyblade guy. That's fine. Anybody who missed it can watch the reaction because I did clip the reaction and repost it on YouTube. So all I'm going to say is this, is that it did not make sense for two fighters to have echo characters and then be classified as new characters. And then other fighters not also get echo characters added during development or during the time. Luigi's Luigi and Waluigi could have been echo characters. It absolutely could have worked and made sense and they just didn't do it. Oh, well, here we are. I'm also surprised that they didn't expand on that. Otherwise, my um, mother declared. Also, another thing that I one thing that I do wish that we would see going forward with Smash is this: if a character gets a new costume, and you have that amiibo, and you're able to tap that and use it, it shows up in the game, a la Samus's dread suit. I would love for that version of her suit to be selectable. You know, this is just. That, huh. Those types of things. Those those types of things is all. Uh, I mean, they've just, done it. Just that, yeah. <laughs> done, it's not hard. It's not hard to do that. It's just a visual patch is all it is. But, I mean, so, Sakurai didn't even have to work on that. But anyway, let him rest. He's done. Uh, I wanted to go over to our uh, question on Twitter and read off some of uh, your comments uh, for who you would pick for your uh, top five or, or your five next ones. And then we're going to come back to us and we're going to give ours and then get to some questions that people ask as well. So uh, here is what uh, was said. Here are some of the answers. Uh, Paul Scaryface said Paper Mario, Ratchet and Clank, Sub-Zero, Kratos, and Lara Croft. It's a pretty fair list. Uh, I would flip my mind if I saw Kratos. In Smash, yeah, you would probably say my list is not a fair list, but we'll we'll see. What well, <laughs> I, I'm going to lean toward if it'd been Sub Zero or Scorpion, I would have that that would have been an an amazing moment. But that anyway. would have been something else too. But yeah, uh, David Balika says, and I by the way, I'm going to say this: I love this list for the deep cuts for the Nintendo deep cuts. Here we go: Mike Jones from Star Tropics, nice Kickle from Kickle Cubicle. Dana from Solomon's Key, Lolo, and the SNES mouse from Mario Paint. <laughs> yes. If wow. like here's the thing, if it was like the SNES mouse and the Game Boy from Captain N, and they were you know like four four costumes and four costumes, yes, wow. I'm all for it. Uh, Michael Burgett says Crash Bandicoot, Master Chief, Chrono, Waluigi for Marty Estes, and Ratchet and Clank. Yes, fantastic list. Uh, John from Dads After Dark says, Lara Croft, Waluigi, Ori, Tingle, and the Panda from Just Dance. Uh, At Quag Mario says, Waluigi, five times. No. It's it's only once, but I'm going to say it's five times. It's five different Waluigi variations. (laughs) I would... uh, 
Nintendo Pals uh, said, Waluigi, Master Chief, Isaac from Golden Sun, Goomba or Goomba Stack, and my favorite, Tetris Piece. Yeah. I That would be amazing. I, I've heard oh, of Tetraminos mentioned before. Then they came back and said, and Plock. Can't forget Plock. Yes, you can. Uh, Rogi One Kenobi says, Kid Chameleon, 2B, Toe Jam and Earl, Skull Kid proper, and Skizor. So there you yeah. go. Uh, and then Jason Lee responds with, no, no, no. The great thing about Smash being finished is finally no more topics about who should be in it. I agree with that one. <laughs> well, we're going to debate it till the end of time. So, mm. yep. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, Jesse, let's go over to you. Your top five uh, or your five, if you were able to pick the next. Okay, I, I'm going to go with DLC pass. I'm going to go with my previous half joke predictions over the years, as I'm going to say, Iwata-san, you know, and the other developers in, or and executive, popular executives as their alt costumes. And the Konami track and field guy. The, the an array of Dragon Quest boss monsters to go with the Dragon Quest heroes. You know, us, the Nintendo dads. Okay. <laughs> and the Doki Doki Literature Club girls. Oh my god. <laughs> hey, that would be awesome. I'd take that one. Okay. Just my okay. Mind. <laughs> uh, that, whatever that's fine uh it's your five you do what you want uh do what you want to do uh tim what about you uh the kung fu guy from the nes game kung fu i like it already leon and the other characters from ari for uh or resident evil the resident evil games let's say uh, Master Chief is a gimme. I would, I, I want to see him in there. And if you're going to have Master Chief from Xbox, I would want Kratos from PlayStation because I'm going to go with that one. But I want Kratos and Son. Okay. And then Wii Music. <laughs> <laughs> is it just that guy with the two things? The famous yes. GIF? The guy that looks like yeah. a puppet? That guy? Yeah. 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 That's terrible. Nintendo uh, says that I want to pick cross assist trophy. Okay. <laughs> yeah, they get trapped in a box and it's pecking away at them. I like yep. it. Uh, or hey, you know what? That could. I've already thought about this. That if the, if the Tetraminos were a were a character and you know you cycle through and it's a different block for each costume, that their final smash would be your character getting trapped in a Tetris board. And they're underneath the last piece that makes that falls to make a Tetris. The Tetris, yeah. The, the and it explodes. One. And that's, yeah. Do it. Do it, Sakurai. There you go. A free idea. You can have it. Free of charge. Uh, here's my five. And this list might surprise you. Okay, so we're going obvious first. Waluigi, top. Number one, get it out of the way. Give me my boy. There you have it. All right. Pick number two. Silex for Metroid Prime Hunters. There needs to be more Metroid representation. Number like three. Number three. <laughs> out of out of nostalgia land and into your face. It's another tandem character, a boy and his blob. Okay. 
His moves are throwing him different jelly beans. He turns That's into a cool one. Stuff. I like that and one. That, and that game is coming to Switch later this a year. A boy and his mob. Number four, already been mentioned. Scorpion, get over here. That would be an yeah. iconic moment, right? You could do easily do Scorpion and then the other characters, you know, Scorpion, switch between. Sc- I think about this. The intro movie is Scorpion throwing that and it, it, like getting Simon Belmont. <laughs> over, get over. And then my last one, here it is. It, it's a, It adds a caveat, though. The uh, game is updated for Mega Man to have a Mega Man X skin costume. Okay. And the last character is Sigma. Oh, I, I thought you, I thought you'd go Wily, but no, Sigma makes more sense. I mean, Wily would be fine, but like Wily depends on machines. Sigma is a killing machine, and particularly, I'm thinking of Sigma Mega Man X. I, I've never played more than an hour era. of X game, so so Mega Man and Mega Man X and Mega Man X one. The first part of the final Sigma fight is it's him. Bouncing off the walls and trying to hit you with a lightsaber works perfectly. So Sigma, it's final smash. He turns into a massive geometric computer behind you, hits you with the Sigma beam, boom, done. Love it. Anyway, enough about us. Let's talk about some questions that we got about the Smash Direct. We'll go to the first one here from Mecha Dragon 101. He's asked us this: what was the most hype? Smash character moment for you, ranging from Brawl when they started in Smash announcements to now. This is the three-part question, so we're going to answer this one first. What character hyped you up the most? I'd probably say just the, the Smash Ultimate announcement in general when they said everyone is here. Hmm. Okay. Tim is showing his. But why don't you say it for the people at home that are visually impaired listening Ridley. to the audio version? Ridley? <laughs> Ridley. Okay. Y'all know mine, right? Y'all know yeah. it. It's Mega Man. Dude, I, I go back to this day. To this day, I go back and watch that Smash announcement. It was so good. Metal Blades coming in, and they're all fighting. Oh, you got the music. and mm. Mm-mm-mm. So good. So, so good. Uh I'm glad those are out there. But Mecca yeah, that says, was. I, I, can, says, I will I add this poll. I got to put you guys on mobile notifications. I will that say is this. That's a good idea. My runner up. <laughs> yes, put us on mobile notifications. Absolutely. I have uh, many accounts on mobile notifications. I thought I'd never do that. And I find it's, it's a wonderful resource. My, <laughs> my runner up for that question is Simon Belmont. That, that reveal trailer with Luigi. Getting killed by the Grim Reaper. Yep. <laughs> Fantastic. Fantastic. Okay, here's here's the second part of Mecca's question. Would you buy a Smash Brothers game if Sakurai did not have a role in it? Yes. I, I don't plan on buying one anymore. You know, the last one I bought was the Wii U version, and that was more for my son than me, but okay. he can buy his own damn games now. <laughs> it, depend, it depends on what's in there. It just depends. Each time in any game, it just depends on what's in there. I'm sure he'll buy it. No do you what, think? No do you think it. that if there is ever another Smash game, can we come back from 89 characters, or is this like a prerequisite going in for the rest of the time? I think they could go back, but it has to be spun correctly. You know, marketed right. <laughs> like uh, if you, how do you how do you spin it? 
it's basically we know that you loved all these characters, but oh, guess cool. what? Forget it. It's basically going back to basics, if you will. Go just just go back to basics, and you're playing Nintendo characters. That's it. No, nobody else from the outside. And then I'm sure everybody will complain anyways, but still. We saw the backlash <laughs> of Sword and Shield when they announced that they would not have a, a, nation, a national yep. X. This is kind the precedence the is thing. there, obviously. So, right. but here's here's what I would support. You you ready for what I would support them on that? An initial roster of, um, you know, however many, and then everybody comes in eventually via DLC. I'm cool with that, but it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be 90 characters right from the start. That's that's a little much. Anyway, we, I mean, we've had three years for that. Uh, Mecca's last question is this. Pick a song, Sanctuary or Simple and Clean. If you don't know what that means, you don't have to answer. I don't know what that means. Two different songs. I, I, I know what so, I presume they're songs. The correct, the, gentlemen, gentlemen, the correct answer here is Simple and Clean. Sanctuary <laughs> is garbage compared to that. See, I uh, have to rehear it. Because uh, I haven't heard him. Sanctuary is the one with all the weird, you know, in the song. <laughs> like, it's like the, speaking backwards. Okay. Simple and clean. Oh, so good. So good. Still the, listen to it. Yeah. So good. Did you guys know, can I, can I drop a fun fact here? Can I drop a fun fact about Kingdom Hearts that no sure. one would believe? Just now that okay. I said I didn't really so, care that, that, so I say that, yes. that Sora was in Smash. <laughs> it was very, very close very, very close that our second child, our daughter, was either going to be named Sora or Kyrie. Wow. <laughs> that was my wife's choice. She loves Kingdom Hearts. Anyway, she has keyblade, she has a keyblade keychain. So so what did she think of the announcement? <laughs> she think, I mean, it's cool. She, it made her want to play, it made her want me to play replay through Kingdom Hearts. She doesn't okay. care about Smash. Gotcha. She thought it was cool. I mean, she is the only one she ever watched. Uh, gotcha. So, yeah. A uh, couple of uh, questions here from Patreon. Christopher Logal says, I can't understand why Waluigi isn't the last Smash Brothers character. I assume you will talk about this, but please explain for my benefit because it's not fair. That's why. Also, because <laughs> legitimately, let's just realize Waluigi is not as popular as we think he is or I think he is. And or maybe so, Sora doesn't like him. <laughs> maybe he doesn't. Maybe or Sakurai. Sakurai son doesn't like I, him. Can I give my other interpretation here? He's just too busy working at the taco stand. Oh, okay. There you go. So there you go. Uh Jesus Amada asked this. I was talking to my sister about Sora yesterday. She is okay with this. I am not. She is not a Smash player while I play from time to time. I think this is a reflection of the common fan Smash hands. If you're really into Smash. You were probably upset or unimpressed with Sora. If you are not that into Smash, but kind of know about it, Sora seems okay. Dads, what do you think about Sora being included? I think he was too safe a pick. Either way, as a Smash player, it's not what I wanted, but it's kind of what I it is kind of what I expected. Oh well. Well, um, we talked about a lot of that, but in regards to the did. safe pick, I don't agree with that. I, I don't, don't either. think it was a safe pick. Uh, Jesse, I want you. Talk about this from the perspective of your son here, because your son does play a ton of Smash. We yes. had him on during our reaction. And, and he plays uh, and at he, a competitive level. He's and he, played yeah, like so, top 16 in tournaments before. Is he, ex he was excited by the Sora announcement. 
very excited. He's probably of the, I think of all the announcements from Fighters Past Volume Two, this is the one he wants the most. Have you have you heard about him saying anything of, of other friends of his that are competitive? What they think? I have not. Okay, but if we're, if we're just using him as a case study, it seems like that was an okay pick for. So I mean, I, here's the thing. I don't think it was a safe pick. I think that's the wrong word. I think it was a divisive pick. And for it a casual most- fan, and for a casual fan like Sammy or or I guess a teenager, a kid, he played and beat Kingdom Hearts three for sure. He's he just started. He actually beat that one before even touching the other ones. But he loves Kingdom Hearts. He's wanting to get into it. And then when he found out about it, he lit up. He was just so excited about having that in Smash because he likes playing Smash casually too. So. He's excited. And apparently there was yeah. a lot of caveats from the Disney side of what, what could and couldn't be shared. Do you, do you guys realize that that Mickey at the end of the Keyblade keychain is the only other Disney reference or the that's only what, Disney reference, really? That's what I was about to mention. Yeah. I saw a key art from a Kingdom, a Kingdom Hearts game and a similar key art that's part of Smash. and The glass, uh, the stained glass. Yeah, I, Donald I and Goofy so. are gone. So Donald and Goofy are gone, and replaced with other human heads. Yeah. Well, in one case, they're replaced with a ship and something else. Yeah. Like a like it looks like a, a sailboat and something else. It's very it's very strange. And I, like I didn't notice it during the presentation, but going back seeing that key art, like I was like, oh man, yeah, they they did they completely removed any Disney reference. It's it's kind of weird, especially since that. Uh, the you know the, that's that stained glass thing. The heart is such a big part of that stage, you know. And, and I don't know. It's just it's weird. Um, Solo something says this when Kingdom Hearts was announced this week, the internet was quick to say thanks, but no thanks since it's cloud based. Do you think this game can be could aid cloud based gaming and getting a foot on the switch? I think we've already talked about this, and the answer is yes. Justin's prediction is true. Um, you know, and we've talked about our internets, you know, here in our country, not really being great. Uh, and also here, a note in our notes is that in Louisville, Kentucky, current incumbent internet providers have sued Google Fiber and have tied them up in court to delay and stop them from expanding their product there to keep their monopolies. And so that affects those type of things. But, um, I, I guess what I'm here to say is Justin was right, and it's here to stay. It's we're going to see more of it. It's absolutely going to happen. Uh, Bruce Patterson uh, does have a comment about cloud gaming. He says here, I never played Kingdom Hearts, and I certainly won't be on the Switch for the fact that I play mostly on my breaks at work, no Wi-Fi. And there's a lot of people like that. Uh, I I am going to be interested to see what this sells. Like I, I want to see some sell through rates. I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna be interested in seeing the sales sales rate. The other part of it, I, I I am curious about, and I don't know if Nintendo will report it, and that's so there's a bit of a question. Is again coming to November here is when we have done one full year, approximately give or take, with cloud in North America or cloud worldwide. I am curious if we are going to see maybe on their year end fiscals or a report. So May 2022, whether they actually call out cloud gaming specifically, mm-hmm. much like they did like when they call out mobile gaming, um, just to kind of see the investment there. I'm I am I am curious about the numbers, right? Because because I don't think like they're gonna like 
Nintendo doesn't report digital sales. Do they, Jesse? Am I correct? They don't. They only report hard sales. Hardware sales. Like, like Nintendo? Nintendo does not report digital sales. They only report like Nintendo's when Nintendo reports quarterly game sales, they include digital. Okay. Okay. It's the NPDs that are physical only. Right. Thank you. Yeah. I knew one of them was, was that way. Yeah. Um, But they don't necessarily split out them other, other than just generally approximately 55% of physical 45% of digital and it, it fluctuates. Yeah. You know, and I, and I think, I mean, you know, I'll, I'll step into Bruce's statement there as well. I agree with what Bruce is saying. So like, and I, and I want to be clear here. Like, I think for people who are like, you know, Justin like stands on the top of the, the cloud gaming mountain and preaches from the mountaintop about the wonders of it. Uh, uh-uh. I believe there is flaws in it. I, I, I a hundred, like if you're like, can I get this as a cartridge? I would much rather prefer it as a cartridge a hundred percent. Right. Like, I want to be able to put it one of my three switches. I want to be able to take it on the go. I want to play it on flights. I get all of those things. I want to go. I want to go where it's where I don't need the internet connection to do it. So despite my like, Justin was right. Justin was right. Mantra. That's the business. Justin component of it. The actual gamer. Justin part is like, I I do like what cloud gaming is doing. I do like that. It's pushing, right? We have to push. We have to grow. I agree it doesn't work in everyone's spaces. I agree it doesn't work for everyone. It's not a perfect solution. Um, and I would still prefer an actual cartridge, but I recognize that at what cost do you lose stuff, right? Like, you know, if Apex Legends could be a cloud game as opposed to a, a hard download, it's not a cartridge game, but a download, and it ran on a cloud server as opposed to a the port, yeah, I'd prefer that, right? But it's a game that's already requires me to be connected all the time. Right. So, you know, it's, I, I, I don't know. I, I prefer cartridge games. Um, but I, cause I know that people are thinking I'm crazy for cloud, but I just believe, I just believe in innovation. Right. And I believe we have to move forward and try. So. Awesome. Uh, thanks for that, Justin. I'm, and thank you all for your questions. Tons of, tons of comments coming out of uh, the smash uh, direct this week. Uh, And with that, our news is over, and let's throw to an ad and take a break for just a minute. Ladies and gentlemen, today's show is brought to you by our sponsor, Manscaped. Now, attention listeners across the galaxy, from all the way from Australia to Houston, let me ask you this. Do you have a pube problem? If so, our friends at Manscaped have cleared you for takeoff with their fourth-generation brand-new Lawnmower 4.0. Kick your pubes to the next planet with the Performance Package 4.0. The orbits in your pants will feel like you're in zero gravity when you use the best tool for the job from the leaders in male grooming. And of course, join the over 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get your rocket ready for takeoff by going to manscaped.com. For 20% off and free worldwide shipping, use the code NINDADS. That again is N-I-N-D-A-D-S. And hey, if you're over on manscaped.com's website, maybe take a moment and don't forget to check out or use the Crop Preserver sorry, Crop Preserver, which is their ball deodorant, and their Crop Reviver, which is to help with those little planets planets to be prepared for their A-game when they're feeling the heat and stickiness of the sun. Now, by the way, if you're there, Manscaped will even throw in two free gifts to their Performance Package 4.0, the Manscaped Boxers, which I wear, and they're very comfortable, and the Shed Travel Bag, 
which are absolutely fantastic. If you're, hey, traveling, we're going to do it again. You should have a travel bag. Don't be weird and have like a big Ziploc bag and throw your toothbrush, your deodorant and stuff in this massive Ziploc bag. Come on, come on, grow a pair. And while you've grown the pair, shave them properly with manscaped.com. And again, head over to manscaped.com. Use the code NINDADS, N-I-N-D-A-D-S, for 20% off and free worldwide shipping. Big thanks to Manscaped for being our sponsor for this month. month. And Jesse, back to you. With that being said, let's discuss, shall we? Good friend of the show, uh, Jeff Grubb, has posted a question on his Twitter uh, as a poll. It is basically, will Metroid Dread sell more than 3 million units to become the best-selling Metroid game of all time? I don't think we need to spend too much time around the horn here, but uh, I thought this was... Uh, a really cool question. Um, just so you know, there is an answer that is overwhelmingly yes on his poll at 77.6%. Uh, and so uh, I just want to throw ours out and then we'll talk about the results of his poll there. So, Justin, since it's a business question, let's go to you first. Is Metroid oh. Dread going to sell more than $3 million? Oh, Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to. <laughs> right. So let's let's just take a, just take a moment here, folks. Let's just do a sample. All right. Let's. OK, you know what? Let's do this. Let's I'm I'm going to do a scientific sample. I'm going to do the go, go, how to hashtag poll, or poll. Is that how I do polls in? How do I do polls in Twitch? Is it poll? Oh, is it one known. backslash? Here it is. I got it. Hold on a second. Give me a second. I, I'm going to put a poll that's going to ask, are you buying Metroid? Dread. Okay. Let me ask that right now. Mm-hmm. And, and this is, and you're going to see why I'm doing this in a second. Are you buying Metroid? While he's doing that, I want right. to, I want to mention something here as well, that the top 24 Nintendo switch games are all 3 million or above. Yeah. So, Hey, if you're in the Twitch chat, you're in our Twitch chat right now, please go over and participate in this poll. And you're going to see why I really want to know if you're going to do this. If you are going to buy Metroid Dread, let us know in our poll. I can't vote three times. You can't vote three times, Tim. (laughs) Yeah. So as you're doing that, Justin, you say it is. Oh, hundred percent. It is hundred percent. It is. Let's go ahead. Let's go ahead and make a number here. Just a number guesstimate. Oh, this uh, time next year, this time next year, Metroid Dread has sold this time next like year, million Met- copies. Metroid Dread has sold 8 million copies. Tim, is it, does it sell more than 3 million? Heck yeah, it does. <laughs> Love it. Uh, this time next year, how many, Millions of copies has Metro Dread sold. 33 million. <laughs> okay. I think he's confused. Mark him down. Mark him down. Uh, Jesse, does Metro Dread sell more than 3 million? Uh, yes. I, I don't think it'll go at eight. I'm thinking more like five. Okay. Marty, does Metro Dread sell more than 3 million? Yes. How many more millions do you think it's going to sell, Marty? Seven million. Ooh, a little bit Seven. of a little bit of uh, prices right rules, you son of a. Well, bee. no, I, no, that was my number before you ever announced yours. Honestly, okay. um, I, I think it. I think it sits at a solid seven million. And if you go and you look at what has sold seven million for Nintendo, let, let me just let me just tell you what's in the seven, se, uh, six to nine million category right here. 
Okay. Cause I think that's the pocket this game sits in. I would love it. If it was 33 million, Tim, I would absolutely love it. <laughs> but uh, here, here's your, here's your pocket starting at 6.68 million at number 16, Super Mario 3D World and Bowser's Fury. Then followed up by number 15, Super Mario Maker 2. Number 14, Monster Hunter Rise, which has sold 7.5 uh, million copies. Uh, uh, Mon- uh, Super Mario 3D All-Stars. This, this is as of the last quarter. So yes. I think so I think they have announced that they, they actually ship more than 10 million, and we'll find out yeah, so, in, at right. the start of November. And at the top of the nines, Luigi's Mansion 3. Okay, so all of those very. I say eleven games. million. More realistic number, I'll say eleven. You'll million. say eleven. Okay, then Ring Fit Adventure, and New Super Mario Brothers U Deluxe is the only thing that stands between that, um, and that and eleven million gets it into top twelve. So I I fully see it doing that. Uh, Jester, we get some numbers from that Twitch. Yeah. Point. So here we go. The Twitch is the it's it's just closing off right now. So uh, we have approximately when they started the poll, we had twelve people in our chat uh, participating. Okay. So here's the number. Here's the way. Here's the reason I sampled this. We know approximately Nintendo has a hundred thousand units out in the wild right now for the Nintendo Switch, give or take. All right. So my sample size here is give or take around ten to twelve people. Right. So an approximation. So my kind of extract of it, like, was let's basically take a sample size, right? Give or take 12 people, right? And determine how many people are actually getting it and then kind of bring the number from there. So what I have here is about um, six of our 12 people uh, decided that they are going to get it. Uh, we have some no votes. Where we have some people who didn't vote. So I, it's have, why uh, we have a, a YouTuber who voted yes. So add. Yeah, so exactly. Seven out of thirteen. So yeah. So I. So that's why I think. I think. I think by you kind of kind of can extrapolate from just a sample sizing to kind of say it's probably going to be about eight to ten percent of the general base is going to purchase it. It's kind of the way that I'm looking at it, which puts us at about eight eight million to ten million units. Here's a couple other factors we have to put in consideration. You are you have are launching it on the exact same day. You're launching a brand new console and everybody wants a brand new game to play the brand new console and by the way it sure looks like uh the colors used in metroid dread and the white oled kind of match so you can make association there so you've got that running for you there doesn't appear to be another big big mainstay nintendo title action title in the holiday season so it sits there the other part of it is I have never seen Nintendo campaign this hard on a video game before, right? Like they are going gangbusters. Here's the other thing they have done with it. They are putting out a special edition for it, right? Not only the base game, but you also get a special edition. Special edition versions are more likely to become collector's items. People are more likely to pick those up and just put them on a shelf and not even play them. Plus, Oh, you oh amiibos? Oh, I love amiibos. Oh, there's a game to go along with them. Nintendo is basically putting together all the best pieces possible to say this is going to be a success. Yeah. Um, and we're looking at the reviews that are coming in right now. It's you know, the Metacritic, give or take 8.5 to a nine, depending on what sites you're at. Uh, this is a game that's been 15 years in the making, huge 19. push, 19 games. I absolutely think it's going to it's going to be just shy of the 10 million crack. I think around eight, eight million is what we're looking for. Okay. It is 100 percent going to do it. 
Tell you what, Justin, here's what we're going to do. We're going to make a friendly old wager right okay. here. Since you and I were so close. Yeah. All right. If if it's $8 million or above, like closer to your thing, well, I will send you an American snack of your choice. Okay, you just want me to send you coffee crisps, no matter what. Yeah, if you? if, if you if it's if it's on the seven million side or less than eight, you will send me coffee crisps. Is that okay. is that fair? How about I just send you coffee crisps just because I feel bad because you're never going to get them if you keep keep losing. Well, okay. <laughs> also, when are we using? What are we using as a timestamp? Like what? No, like I, okay. So I guess we would have one to year. use no, one no, year no, from I, now. no, no. Hold on a second. Jesse, what's the qu- the quarter if it ends in September for Nintendo for this one? Right no, for their the, the the new quarter just started. Okay, cool. So, so we this, will know this the results ends December 31. Yeah, no no, so we're going to know the results from September next year in end of October next year. So yeah, that'll work. Yeah, yeah, okay. That'll basically okay. give or take it'll be about a full year cycle. Cool. Awesome. So, uh I guess what that what that leaves us at saying is this is there's seven of you people they need to get on the bus and go by Metro Dread. Uh, so, I mean, also, also is six, it not the number? W- is it not number one right now in the eShop as well? Oh, absolutely, I think so. And I thought um, I heard someone say that it's also very difficult to actually locate a version if you do not pre if you do not pre sell it. Or you I think that was pre-order. John. John was saying that John like, from from Dad's After Dark and Amazon sold out. Yeah, yeah. So, guys, uh, with that with that question being answered and conquered, let's move on and talk about a quick event. Okay, do it, do it, press the button, do it, do can it, do I, can it. Can I also just, as an aside here, can we, you used a word in that last segment. I don't know that you know what, like, did you, you said extraculate. Did I say extraculate? Did, you said when you take this data and you extraculate it. <laughs> All right. It's, it's not str- what, that's they used not what. Str- it's strategy. It's, to, uh, I, I, did wonder, I did wonder why Chris94 said, Jesse, Jesse, can you clip extraculate? And I was like, what the hell it's is that? E- extrapolate. Count extraculate. I see that as well, Ninfrendo. You guys are the worst, <laughs> but you're also the best. Extraculate. Uh, uh, probably that sounds like a show title, guys. Um, this weekend is the 25th Maximus Strategery. Strategery. And uh, you'll need strategery <laughs> to get your Monster Hunter Rise theme for this uh, Maximus Cup. It begins tonight at midnight all the way through Monday uh, at 11.59 p.m. Pacific. Uh, so go get you uh, – go tear yourself away when you get frustrated from Metro with Metro Dread. Go uh, tear yourself away and get those 100 points and get your Monster and Rise team. Or if you get – yeah, if you get frustrated with Tetris Effect, go play more Tetris. <laughs> I don't know. Let's talk about what we've been playing, shall we? Do it. We're going to start with Jesse this week because there's a game on his list that I am very, very uh, interested in hearing about. Uh, And so, uh, Jesse, what have you been playing? Okay, I wanted to start off with not something I played, but something I bought. I, I ordered this a few weeks ago. It's called an Atari Max. It's I think it's like a flash cart for like an Atari Atari 800 computer system. The reason why I bought this because I don't have an Atari 800 is it's supposed to be able to have these. You buy an adapter with it. Like I ordered one. I'm showing this on on YouTube for the audio listeners. Sorry. Um, this was 
So they have an adapter for various other types of, of legacy consoles. I ordered the Intellivision one. The reason why is then you're supposed to be able to attach an Intellivision console to this, connect this to your PC, and then you can rip the ROMs off of the cart onto your PC. So you, then you can run them in an emulator or load them on a flash cart, which is what I planned on doing. Because, again, I, a few weeks ago I bought that homebrew cart that I want to add to my flash cart. And the problem is, if you can see on YouTube, is you know, that's not showing up very well, that the pinning the pinout is different. They gave me the wrong adapter, so I'm I emailed them. They gave me a ColecoVision one, not an Intellivision one. So I, I emailed them, and so far heard nothing, not heard back yet. So I need to kind of figure out who I need to contact to get that fixed. Because I, I can't do what I wanted to do with the wrong part. Gotcha. <laughs> okay, I'm not sure which game that you, has your. It's attention. the last one. Okay. Okay, so I'll, I'll I'll talk about that one last then. So this this last weekend I did play Super Metroid. I finally broke down and figured I'd play that. I didn't think I'd actually finish it. I thought I'd get like halfway through and where I normally get frustrated and stop. And I did get frustrated and did stop. Even with going through a walkthrough, uh, I got stuck. And then like the next day I figured out what my problem was and did eventually finish the game in, in the second, second day. So it was like five and a half hours. It was, a, I think it was a long playthrough in compared to what normal is because I got stuck for, I got stuck hard. <laughs> But so now I have officially played all five of the previous Metroid 2D games before Dread's launch, including Other M. Okay. You did what I wanted to do and have not been able to. And didn't stream so. any of it. <laughs> sure. no, can, I, I, can, I, can I actually ask a question there, Marty? Do you intend on continuing your Marty's Metroid Mondays with I am um, actually, Dread now? I'm going, actually, here's what's going to happen. Uh, we finished Super Metroid up. Uh, so the next one's going to actually be uh, Other M. Mm. And so I'm going to play through that at some point streaming, and then I'll stream Fusion. And then probably after I've already finished it and then go back to it, I'll do another run through Dread You'll stream as well. I will finish that at some point. I just, y'all, life has just has really gotten in the way of that. And so uh, I got in life. What's the matter with life? What's the stupid. matter with that? life? So stupid. What the heck? It's inconsiderate. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I will get to it. Thank you for asking. I was going to say something about it, but glad you brought it up. It's been great content to watch. So well, thank stars. you. I appreciate that. Okay. The next game is uh, Between Time Escape Room. This was a game that was gifted to us by the publisher like three weeks ago. And I finally got around to playing it. I did uh, about a two-hour live stream of it uh, and then finished it up the next day. And either I'm getting better at these or the developer is getting better at making sense on some of their puzzles. Because I only had to look at a walkthrough twice <laughs> versus a dozen times, which is what I've had to do with the, in previous ones. So I, I, liked, I think this is my favorite, one of the three. And normally I really don't like the endings. This one 
kind of do, and it's kind of it got really dark. The ending gets dark, uh, so I won't spoil it. But uh, it's basically uh, it, it gives you five rooms. You know, they call it five rooms. Each room is still multi-room, but you know, once you finish an area, you're done with it, and you go on to the next one. And there's like five distinct areas. When you're done, it's just. It, you can kind of the first the first room is you steal a time machine, which then you steal you're trying to steal treasures from history's past until the game's over. <laughs> so and it, it took me like three or four hours to play it, maybe yeah probably closer to four. But yeah, I, I like these games. I'm looking forward to whatever next one they have. And then. Getting last week, I got told, said I got frustrated with the Factorizer Renaissance, and so I just, just before recording the show, I booted up the Super Nintendo Factorizer, and I said before that the God part was my favorite part of the game. Yeah, I don't like the action part. I still, I'm. It, it took me five, four, like four tries to beat the first boss before I could start the God mode. Finish the first city. Now I'm trying to beat the Minotaur at the Act One of City Two, and failed on that three times so far. And I'm like, okay, I suck at this game. But <laughs> so I still have it on my wish list, though. Okay, it's still on my wish list. <laughs> so the one Marty wants is is interested in hearing about is. And I ordinarily wouldn't have even talk, brought, brought, put this on the list to talk about. As Power Wash Simulator. You know, I, you know, I've been the first time I played this was kind of like a half joke for Father's Day, and I ended up really liking it, and I kind of played it off and on, you know, for, since then, and you know, it's had it's had a few updates to add additional content, and um, you know, I got I don't know how many more air things there are, but I'm I'm probably like on the fifteenth or sixteenth thing. I need this to come to Switch in a bad, bad way. Yeah. So the reason why mm. I wanted to bring it up tonight is because I found a glitch that's repeatable. I, I post, I, I shared the video with Tim this before during the pre-show, and I, I posted it on the Discord last night. But basically, one of the tools you have is like these multi-layer scaffolds that you can climb up, so you can reach high places. If you and if you jump off, you land on the ground. You know, no matter how high you fall from, you, there's no fall damage. You're not going to die. I I was in a hurry and I want knew I wanted to pick up the scaffold to move it somewhere else because I one of the one of the things I was cleaning up was a big giant carousel and I had to get to the top of it, so I needed to move this scaffolding around to throughout the entire perimeter. So while I was falling, I picked up the scaffolding. I, I clipped through the floor and started on a free fall. And while I, just like you know, gravity says, more I, the more I'm falling, the faster I go. And I got to the point where the rendering engine just couldn't keep up with my velocity, and and. You know, while you can only see like my hand and the the power washer gun that I'm holding, but it just is distorted. You can't to the point where you can't see anything. So I thought that was funny enough for me to. It's uh, hilarious. I was laughing. 
<laughs> uh, I thought it was it, funny enough for me to, re- to re- record it. I was able to do it like three or four times, so I knew I could duplicate it. So I recorded it once, put it up on my personal channel on YouTube, and we did, we put some links. I, uh, I tweeted it, Tim tweeted it, and then I had the Nintendo Dance channel retweet my tweet. Uh, so it's, it's there if you want to look at it. And the, the funny part is, you know, after, at the point of the free fall, all you hear is like this wind sound and birds tweeting, you know. <laughs> YouTube gave me a copyright claim on it. What? I don't know what the track was, but apparently the wind sound sounded like something from a, from a song. And oh, my gosh. A copyright claim. So That's crazy. You know, uh, you know, but this video is less than 80 seconds long, and this is 24 seconds of it. So it's like a third of the entire video is flagged for this. So I said, I do what I normally do and just tell YouTube, remove the song, keep the foreground. You know, like if there's any other sounds or talking, keep them. Ten minutes later, it says, okay, claims lifted. And I played it back, and it didn't sound like it changed at all. So I don't know what the hell happened there. But <laughs> yeah, you, what, behind the scenes, insider baseball here, Jesse gets so mad about YouTube claims. I just, do. Just and I don't know. blame YouTube. I blame the music industry. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's pretty YouTube's stupid. just doing what they're supposed to do. And I understand that. But it's the music industry is ridiculous and that sometimes. Yeah, like the one right. time that dumb. someone claimed Flight of the Bumblebee, which is a song in the public domain. I fought yeah. that one. I yeah. didn't. I didn't mm. remove that song. I fought that one and won. Yep. Well, <laughs> glad you did. Glad you did. Hey, Justin, what have you been playing? Uh, I've been playing a couple games. Um, so I'll go to my usual playing Apex, playing Fortnite. You know, those are the kind of things to do. Uh, I've been playing a game that I bet I uh, funded on Kickstarter called Rainbow Billy. And the Curse of the Leviathan. And the game has very much, when I funded it on Kickstarter, it, it, it very much had like a cuphead look to it with this kind of old, antiquated, you know, 1930s cartoon style to it. Um, and so it had my attention. And it reminds me of like it, the art style of Cuphead with the, how can I put it? Um, spatial awareness spatial design of paper mario with a bit of color splash all mixed into it and it is a very friendly so it's it's so hard to explain um (laughs) because there's so many things that are going on in the game that i did not expect when you go into a combat it is not like a it's not a platformer you go into a combat and you go to attack somebody, but instead of attack, the, it like opens up like a toy box, like a like a like um, a paper mache kind of scene, like a stage. And it's like it says bottom, it says confrontation. And your tools to fight the confrontation are to listen or to talk. And so like like you got a Delta rune type of sort of right. And so, and so there, you know, so the the enemy will say something like, man, why would you quit stealing my shell? I just want you to leave me alone. And then like, you can hit like, so you've listened and then you decide to talk and it's like, 
yeah, I like your shell. It's super nice. I would never take your shell is another option. Or, hey, you know what? I'm just going to leave now. Thanks for talking to us. And so you have to choose one of those options. And then if if it's correct, they're like, wow, you talked and you understood and listened to my feelings and I appreciate you and let's be friends. It is a weird and like everything is black and white and you need to try and find color and to find color. It's about like kind of bringing joy into the world. Um, It's a really weird game. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm not sure if it's good, but somewhere in between I'm going to say like from a, from a content perspective, really super family friendly um, because it, it, it actually talks about like, it's really about empathy. It's really about listening. It's about using your words and not your fists. And I was going to say, this sounds like Zach Erickson. It's this weird. It like <laughs> It sounds like, it sounds like he needs to play this. I, it is, I have a video up on our YouTube channel, which by, so go take a look at it. Go take a watch of it. It's, it's, it's very interesting, is, is what I'm going to say there. Next one I'm playing is Aeon Drive. Um, this is a, I'm going to say, Twitch-based platforming speedrun game. And with one of the coolest hooks I've ever heard, you have 30 seconds. So it, it, so it's as if you're, you have, your, your character has like a battery or a timer on them. And they have 30 seconds to run through the level and get to the end without dying, without getting hit. Um, you can shoot stuff as I, as memory serves. Um, as along the way you're going, you're collecting these kind of like timers. And so as your clock is counting down, like five seconds left, you can activate one of the timers that you've used and you get 30 seconds back. So you have to speed run the level, try not to die and manage and collect the timers and then make sure you don't run out of 30 seconds. It is it is a really cool game. Um, it's a bit, ch- it's, it's going to be perfect for, if you like speed running games, if you like leaderboards, it very much reminds me of something like Super Meat Boy, some of the part components of Celeste, some of that really precision, you need to know where you're going, how you're getting there. Um, you die, you die often, you die quickly, you come back. So if you like those kind of games, check out Aeon Drive. It's very, very cool. Um, the next one I've been playing is a game called Un sighted uh and unsighted is a pixelated metroid heavily inspired metroid R- um platforming rpg would be the best way i could call it i'm gonna say this about it super cool uh and i have really enjoyed playing it um there's some great up um le- great pixel art by the way ba- great work with the pixel um storytelling the music is great Heavily inspired by Metroid for sure. I'm really glad it came out before Dread. I'll tell you that right now. Um, but it is, it is. I love the upgrade option is very cool. It's challenging. Um, very, very cool. That is called Unsighted. And I would highly recommend Unsighted. I would definitely check that one out. I've also been playing Project Winter. I don't know if I talked about this before. It's kind of, yeah, I did, Marty. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you did three. one time before. Okay, then I'm going to stop talking about it. Because I'm still frustrated with it. I need to go back and try it again. Last game up, I'm going to say I played, ladies and gentlemen, last night on our Twitch stream, I decided to play Marvel's Avengers thanks to Game Pass via cloud beta gaming, streaming, stream gaming, gaming, streaming, streaming, gaming, whatever the hell you want to call it. I didn't have to download. Normally known as xCloud. 
Yeah, xCloud, the cloud version of it. I, I'm going to tell you this. I really hope Marvel's Avengers comes as a Nintendo Switch because I had an absolute blast. And I do not like Thor as a character like in the MCU. But let me tell you, Thor handles feels really good. He feels awesome to play. I think playing as the Hulk sounded like fantastic. Wait, I had wait, a ton wait, of fun. Wait, 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 wait. Back, back up, back up. Why don't you like Thor in the Marvel movies? <laughs> I don't, I'm going to say, I don't think, I don't think he really found his own, you know, and by the way, come at me, bro. Until, <laughs> until the third, until the third movie. Okay. Ragnarok. I agree with that. Yeah. I Ragnarok felt like his character, yeah. like I cared nothing about his character. I didn't find him compelling. Didn't find when, that he be, when he became more of a humorous character. Yeah. I mean, I really think he came into his own in the first Avengers movie. Uh, yeah. But no, I I was like, you I could completely do without you. I thought his storyline was weak. I didn't care much for his character. Ragnarok, I think when he found his own, then I, was, then I started to actually vest and care about him. So, All right. Sorry to derail you, but yes. that's okay. No, no. It's a ton of fun. And the story that they're telling is really compelling. I know, Marty, you didn't super love the game. It's, it feels real fiddly. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's button mashy, yeah, but it tries to be like an RPG and an action game at the same time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I need to get back to it. I want to play the Black Panther stuff. And I never really finished the actual, like, main content of the game. So mm. I need to, I, I do want to get back to it. It does look pretty on PS5. It looks oh, I imagine, good. yeah. I, uh, good. I really enjoyed it. And I'm going to go back and uh, and play it some more. Is what I'm going to do. Um, I thought it was. I yeah. I had a great time with it. So cool. Yeah, those are the games I've been playing. Awesome, Tim. What about you? I was going to tell you my games I'm playing, but it's midnight, so I'm going to have to like here. I'll just see if this will work. Can I switch? Not- here you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, Tim, I'm not it's, here. It's not unlocked yet. So too it's, bad because oh, I'm, I'm sitting here. I'm clicking it. Over and over, uh, too. Right, <laughs> so, that is the best thing I have not, seen. That was fantastic. I love it. Uh, no, right. really. What have you been? Hey, you know what? Here's what we'll do. Here's what we'll do. We'll make a deal with you. Do it real quick and then get out of here. Go play your no, Metroid. No, it's still got a download. Go, go, so go, go, go play your Metroid. It's still got no, a download. He's sticking around afterwards because yeah. we have to have a chat. Remember? We have to have a chat about stuffs. All right. So I've been playing Super Monkey Ball Banana Mania. Uh, which there is a video up on the Nintendo Dad's YouTube channels for that. Uh, I've been pl- I started off playing it on my own just to get familiar with the menus and the game, um, and then played some rounds with the family because that game was especially like the game it represents the first couple Monkey Balls right uh, that came out on the GameCube and in that area era were the games that my family played uh, my wife and I and my oldest. So we were excited to see this come back to the Switch and play the the party games that are there, where you're you know you're playing the billiards, the the monkey uh, target man, the monkey, monkey target, so good. And then, uh, but I had to, I forgot how to do the glides. Like I got really good at mm-hmm, it when we yeah. had the GameCube, but I forgot how uh, the tricks I to it. Suck I suck at it now. <laughs> have to reacclimate. Like, I want ma- to. I I want to match the other night with ten points. That's how yeah. bad it was. Yeah, it's yeah. My my family just kept dropping in the water, and then finally I got the hang of the glide towards the end there. Sammy got frustrated with bowling because just the the amount of 
just how you got how you bowl in that game it's just he couldn't just get the timing of the aiming because it's basically it just goes back forth back and forth back and forth and then you got to try to center it or something unless you know how to spin Mm -hmm. so what you showing there jesse it's cutting out what are you doing oh there it is how is it doing for you it won't unlock for me it just unlocked for me well, thanks, folks, for tuning in. We appreciate you being here. Uh, we're now going to go live to uh, to Tim playing Metroid Dread. He's uh, says, mine just says it's still it still says it's not it's still locked. So, all right. But anyways, next game I've been playing Darksiders three, uh, which I also have a video out of first look at that uh, or let's play. Um, it's it obviously a sequel to the Darksiders series. Uh, I did a video on the Darksiders 2 game, which is also out on there on the on our YouTube channel uh, and really loved it. It's a hack and slash game. And in fact, Darksiders 3 actually has I don't remember this option being in Darksiders 2, but in Darksiders 3, you have the option of doing straight up hack and slash or I forget what term they use, but it was called hack and something else. Uh, but, but basically it was where you get to be more. um uh, your button pressing isn't necessarily just smashing the buttons, you know, to do moves. You basically have to do a combination of moves in order to do it, uh, or excuse me, a combination of buttons to do certain moves. So you'd still do that with this hack and slash kind of way, but in the hack and slash, it's just press Y a bunch of different times. <laughs> so, but I'm having a blast with that game too, but it's, let's be honest, basically these games are all just temporary until I get my hands on Metroid. So, <laughs> but uh, Monster Train, I also played. I fired up on Game Pass because of, uh, our, I know Andros got to play it on the Switch and he did a, a review of it. Andros is a friend of ours from the Nintendo Pals. He did a review of the game for us for uh, on the Switch and it's also on our YouTube channels. And I've been, I really like card-based type games. So I've been wanting to try it and because it's on Game Pass and I can play it on my phone. I was able to play it there and I had a lot of fun with that. I got through, you know, one of my first rounds of that and just, it was a lot of fun. So I'm looking forward to having that on my phone and playing that whenever I'm bored, I guess. So those are the games I've been playing. Awesome. So uh, this week I got to uh, check out Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl, uh, which is uh, a Smash Brothers inspired uh, Nickelodeon mascot fighter. Uh, it's out on most major systems right now, but we, we checked it out on Switch. You can go over to our YouTube channel and check that out. Uh, it is, uh, I, I described it as uh, introductory smash, and in a lot of ways it is. There are There's some really good things going on in it. And then there's also, some, on the other hand, so it's like a balance. Like it, there's some really good things, but there's also some things that are bad or end up like making me scratch my head. Like there's no like voiceover lines, there's no items, there's no very little stage hazards. Uh, it j- and it just kind of feels different than Smash. Um, and so yeah, um, it it's it's okay. So like it all kind of just balances out to be okay. And it and it does. It's not okay in like a cash grabby way. So you're like, you know, like, oh, I really like that property, so I'll tolerate this. It's just an okay game. Like, it's 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 on the good side of okay. How about that? We'll go there. It's on the good side of okay. And, yeah. So um, 
that's out there. You can go check that out. And I don't think it's like a full-fledged $60 game. Uh, and where else are you going to get to play uh, Invader Zim beating up Reptar? So um, they're, they're just, I mean, there's just a few gripes. And I, I'll discuss those in my video. So you can go over to YouTube and check that out. Uh, I've also, like, I haven't had a super huge amount of time to play video games this week. Uh, it's mostly been at night when I'm going to bed. Uh, and one of the things I've I've been playing a lot this week is Hot Wheels Unleashed because it's so easy to just drop right in and have, like, find a race or or something to do in the single-player offline mode of the game. I'm working my way through the uh, Unleashed um, single-player mode and trying to beat time trials and things like that and unlocking more cars. And it just feels like it feels solid. I love it. Um, so much content in it and more is coming. Like there's more that gets released on the 21st of this month and then more the first week of November and on and on and on, adding new cars and track packs and gizmos for you to build your own tracks and stuff like that. Uh, I also picked up Castlevania Advanced Collection. Haven't got to dive into it too much, but I'm just like, I just wanted to say I'm, I got it and I'm thankful that those games are available on the Switch. Um, I just, we just need Circle of the Moon now. Like I want to play it there. I want to play it. I don't want to play it on PlayStation, even though it's it's not my favorite. Circle of the Moon, or not Circle of the Moon, Symphony of the Night. That's what I was talking about. I, I've I've got it on PS, the I've got it on my PS5. It's like the old retro, like the original version. I would love to. Maybe they're remaking it. I don't know. Uh, and then I'm getting close to finishing up Toem, and I've just loved this game. Toem is so good. It's so relaxing. It's uh, fun to just sink some hours into it and help people and find all the challenges and things like that. I definitely highly, highly recommend Toem. So you can go check that. And been, like I said, been playing Super Monkey Ball, Banana Mania too, but mostly just playing levels. I haven't been playing any of the challenges. Probably get into some of the, or the, the we call them mini games. I'll get into some of that this weekend with my family. Uh, and we'll check that out. I did, I did play one very particular, particularly hotly contested uh, monkey fight game. Yes. Man, I, I forgot how frustrating that is. <laughs> that was ah. in the video. I showed it off because I recorded us playing and talked about it in the video. And uh, Nora just kicked our butts. Like, yeah. She just was like crazy. Like, just <laughs> just like the momentum butts. and the physics are so weird. It's, it's, I don't know. It's hard to get used to, but that's what we've been playing. Let's uh, turn on the community spotlight for just a second. So, Tim, why don't you give us some podcast updates? Sure thing. All right. So, starting off with uh, Retro Logic, Dan, Datfast John, and Third Strongest Mole Sam, they got um, they they get the community involved like uh, like we used to, but they took it over the Retro Rewind game. And for the month of October, it's Demon's Crest. Now, I know we've done this before, but it's October, so they're doing it again. It's going to be Demon's Crest. And you can play that on your SNES, uh, S, uh, NSO, you know, um, subscription there. So get involved with that, and then you'll be able to discuss it with them in Discord at the, I'm assuming, after October is done. They're also doing their Plocktober event. So Retro Logic has a lot going on this month for this game. And their friends and our friends at Keep Nintendo Weird have an episode celebrating Plock on the SNES. And then the Nintendo Pals also have plans to host a stream. 
So Retro Logic will also have a community podcast about that game called Plock Talk later this month. So be sure to go join it in that if you've played Plock or if you own it. Again, those are our retro guys. So if you are got the if you got the retro itch going on, go hang out with them. They're a great bunch of guys to go talk to. And but be warned, you will want to buy more retro stuff when you talk to them because it's yep. exciting. <laughs> so all right. And they are not only on podcasts, but they're also a store. So you can also buy stuff that they are uh, make sure is playable and clean. So go check them out. Our end ads after dark crew this week, John and Drew dropped episode 65 for the all OLEDs Eve. John and Drew, along with special guest Kevin Not Smith, go through a top eight countdown talking about game decisions. Uh, Metroid Dread and the OLED switch being almost here. And then, so make sure you go take a listen to that uh, on your favorite podcast app or on their YouTube channel as well. Uh, Dad Crossing is also coming up. So Animal Crossing, New Horizons, of course, they'll be, they've been on hiatus because there hasn't been much going on in Animal Crossing, but since the direct's coming out on October 15th, Nick, Sean, and Dan will probably get together and break down that direct so make sure you look out for that uh, podcast to drop in our feed. Um, and then our other podcast, uh, Game Pass News, Nick and Sean talk about the latest releases and news in regards to Xbox Game Pass. And uh, if you are overwhelmed on what to play, this is a great place to start. And our very own Justin will be a guest on there on October 14th. So go check that out and be listening to them on their podcast feed as well. And then finally, the dinner table, which is one I do every third Friday of the month for the Nintendo Dads with the Nintendo Dads Discord community. So anybody who is in our Discord community, whether you're a Twitch subscriber or a uh, Patreon subscriber, you can come join in to the dinner table. And this month, it'll be Friday, October 15th, and we'll be discussing the, what we talked about recently, the Animal Crossing update along with anything else the community wants to talk about. So all those things going on in all those different podcasts, not just ours. So make sure you listen to all of them when you can. Mm. Okay. Uh, a couple questions here before we finish out. Um, uh, this is from D Brown and it's directed at me from last week. It says, Marty, can I ask during the Nintendo direct episode, why do you, were you so rage mode over Chocobo GP? I don't think I've ever heard Marty on the show get that heated over a game. It was like this game did something personal to you. My only takeaway was it's not a new Mario Kart. Okay, sure, but is that Square Enix's fault that they don't do won't do a new Mario Kart? I'm certainly not going to try to change any minds here, but his attack on this one game has me wondering if the guy needs a hug. What did Chocobo do to make you explode like this? I do need a hug very badly. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm up for free hugs all the time. Um, here's, here's kind of my take on this game. I, maybe I was a little harsh, but, uh, I just think it's a waste. <laughs> I mean, just, just to be like, like, I don't really see there being a huge audience for it. Uh, like I don't regularly talk to people who are like, you know what Square Enix needs to do? They need to make a new kart racing game. I was going to say, besides put pixel remasters on switch. <laughs> there, there may be the source of my vitriol, Jesse, is that pixel per, the pixel remasters aren't available on console yet, uh, and I'd rather them spend their time and money and effort on that. 
Um, because guess what? In the long run, which game is going to get remembered more? Final Fantasy or Chocobo GP? That's a good point. Anyway, I may play it if there's a demo. Who knows? Um, probably not. I'm going to play Mario Kart 8 Deluxe because it's better. Hambone, uh, Hambone Johnny says, I hope it's more like Sissy Kong Racing. Sissy Kong Racing? It was uh, a typo. <laughs> that's that's how it came out. <laughs> guess what? That's what we're calling it from now on. He's going to have to report your, back to Dan on that one. <laughs> do you want your Sissy Kong Racing on the Nintendo Switch online, Nintendo 64 app? Here it is. Uh, anyway, Chris, uh, Chris Logo asked us over on Patreon. Uh, Tim, what are you willing to do to get your copy of Metroid Dread and the Switch OLED? Uh, yeah, he's asking that because I, I jokingly said that, you know, I had to do some extra work on the side to be able to get the Switch OLED and Metroid Dread, you know, special edition. So he was like, what kind of special work? So I dropped a, a, a GIF of Kermit doing a pole dance. <laughs> <laughs> with you know money all over the place things, so things you things you can't unsee there it is <laughs> doing a pole dance oh, oh what would i do for that I, I just had to do i just did i helped somebody do some streaming actually it was a jewish temple during their holidays they need they were trying to stream it for because of covid um i helped them stream their thing because of our experience here with OBS. So, <laughs> so I was able it. to help them do that. Fantastic. And they dude. paid me money really for cool. it. So, yeah. uh, he also asked this, Marty, I think I figured out how some incentives for Nintendo to bring Game Boy games to Nintendo Switch Online. They sell Game Boy themed Nintendo Switch Lite consoles. And for everyone sold, they give you a year of the Nintendo Switch expansion pass. Oh, God, I hate it, but I love it too. <laughs> We should be hearing about that Nintendo expansion pass this uh, month. I would. Um, I, I, I am expecting they're this week. No, I don't think. I think they're going to do Animal Crossing first. No. Then yep. they'll do the expansion pass probably the following Tuesday with it releasing later that week or, or you know, before the end of the month. Yeah, Nintendo release on October 31st. It wouldn't surprise like, me. What was what was the one? It was the app that was like me Tomo. It's like it's coming out at the end of the month. We, we it was like rem- the thirty first. We have to remember they didn't say they were an, launching it in October. They're going to provide more information. No, about they it said it was launching in October. Oh, was they it? Did. Okay, I'm wrong. Launching late October. If you think about it, though, Nintendo has kind of set up a bit of a banger uh, of October, right? Mm-hmm. We've got we've got the the final, obviously, Smash that just occurred, Dread hits. Uh, next week it's the Animal Crossing. The week after that, uh, Smash game is actually available. Mario Party. Mario. I read. I already got an email from Nintendo three hours ago. Did you know the new Mario Party is coming out at the end of the month? I was like, screw you! I haven't even got Metroid in my hands yet. You little bastards, quit running after my work. Right, I know, right? <laughs> like, like you can pre-order you. it. You can just take a minute. <laughs> all right, you already taken a lot of my money here. Um, and so. And, and yeah, and then they're going to stack it there. So it's good. It's a very interesting October for them. They've set they've set some pieces in motion that I think could be very interesting. So, absolutely. Well, guys, that about does can, it for the show this can I, week. Can I? We can I, can I? Sorry, go ahead, Jesse. We have a, we do have a voicemail from Drew. Oh, 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 a voicemail. I missed it. Sorry. Play it. Hey guys, uh, it's Drew. Uh, Dad's at the Dart Show. We had an amazing episode the other day. I wrote this amazing little poem for an intro, 
about the OLED. Um, you should all listen to it there, but I wanted to share it here with you guys. So, um, it's OLED Eve, and uh, I wrote a little poem. Here we go. Twas the eve of the OLED, when all through the media, not a troll was stirring, not even NVIDIA. The pre-orders were ready and printed with care, in hopes it was not canceled. We all had that fear. The adults were nestled all spooning in their bed, with visions of Switch and Metroid Dread. The alarm started buzzing and playing some J-Lo. I sprang to my closet, I mean my podcast studio. I ran down the stairs like it was Christmas morning and drove to Best Buy like it was on Disney's Soarin'. When what would my wonder and I should I see? No lines, no tickets, just my Nintendo beauty. As I walked out the door, I whistled and shouted, I finally have a new Switch for all those that doubted. Now dash away, dash away, back to my house to plug this thing in because I'm feeling a rouse. I spoke not a word and went straight to work, Loading my save data and maybe a jerk. The glow of the screen was so bright and shiny. I threw up my feet and sat on my hiney. I laid and I played all day and all night. Happy OLED to all. It's a beautiful sight. Guys, have a great night. Everyone out there, enjoy your OLED. Happy Friday. Happy new Switch. Take care. A kudos to. That was great. Absolutely fantastic. Beautiful. I think you had something before we close out here. Yeah. Before we close out, ladies and gentlemen, we are one month, one month away from the annual Extra Life 2021. And ladies and gentlemen, the questions have been asked. I continue to get barraged. What is Nintendo Dads doing? What is occurring? Well, ladies and gentlemen, in case you're questioning, in case you're looking around at some of the other content creators, we can 100% confirm that the Nintendo Dads will be participating in Extra Life 2021. And ladies and gentlemen, I'm talking to you right now. Lean in. Pull your car over. Right? Get out. Stretch your legs. Tune in. Lean in and listen very carefully. If you want to be a member of the Nintendo Dads team, there is still space for you. We have room. You can head over to Extra Life right now, type in Nintendo Dads, find our team, and join us. What does that mean? That means we're going to help promote your stream. It means you're going to be part of our streaming team. It means we're going to give you gifts and and prizes to give away to your uh, people who support you. And you are going to help us move towards our goal. Tim, I believe our goal is $4,000 this year. Is that right? That's correct. $4,000 that we are looking to raise. But ladies and gentlemen. Actually, if they add their total to ours, that goal goes up. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, we want to continue to move that up because last year, if memory serves, we raised over $5,500 for Miracle Network Children's uh, Hospitals across North America. And as a point of contention, Nintendo Dads and our community have raised nearly $20,000 over the times that we have done Extra Life. We are excited to do it again. We're going to have a stream schedule. We want you to be part of our Extra Life 2021 campaign. If you're like, I don't know where to find the link, I want you to DM me. I want you to DM Tim. I want you to send us a message wherever you can. We will send you the link so you can sign up, join up, and be part of this team. Just look in the chat now. You can also do that. But if you're driving and you can't look in the chat, I appreciate you. All right. So, guys, ladies and gentlemen, four weeks from now, we are getting ready to do our 2021 Extra Life campaign. 
We hope to see you there. Be part of it. It's going to be good. Nintendodads.org. Go there, upper left corner, click on the link, join the team. Absolutely. Absolutely. And also, as we close out here, uh, we want to say that uh, a huge thanks to everybody who subbed to us on Patreon and Twitch during September. Uh, And we have contacted those uh, winners, but we wanted to read them out here. Uh, Our Twitch winner is Masu Ichiban. And on Patreon, our winner is Double D. And those guys have been contacted. And uh, hopefully, get back to us. Give us your address. Uh, I know for sure Double D has. And we'll be sending you a prize pack out very, very soon. We want to say also a huge thanks to our over 5,700 subscribers on YouTube and over 1,100. We're just 30 away from 1,200 on Twitch. 36 people on Twitch subscribe to us and also get access to our Discord community and activities, just like subbing on Patreon. Uh, and you can head over and do that at patreon.com backslash Nintendo Dads. And remember, all of your grooming needs are covered at manscaped.com using code NINDADS. N-I-N-D-A-D-S gives you 20% off your order and free shipping. I want to say a huge thanks to our Patreon producers, Dave Ernsberger, Antonio Contronio, Solo Something, and Metroid Hunter 101. Thanks for sponsoring us at that level. And remember, head over to your podcast app of choice. Give us a five-star review. Say some words. Be nice. Help other people find the show. And by the way, you can email us at nintendodads at gmail.com or call in and leave a voicemail at 929-25-N-DADS. That's 929-256-3237. Big thanks to OC Remix for the music used throughout the show. And at this point, we're going to get out of here so I can go play Metroid Dread and Tim too. And maybe Jesse. Sometimes Justin. See you next time. It's been episode 346. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Nintendo Dads. Wobble Puffet? Wobble Buffet? Classic.